Welcome to the Spiritual Business Academy podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin. In this podcast, I teach you how to develop your spiritual gifts and step into an abundant business for yourself using them. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about the power of belief work. And I have a guest with me, my sister and other spiritual healer, Monica Schwimmen. And so we're, let's get right to it. Monica, can you introduce yourself to our audience here? Sure. Um, Monica Schwimmen, like she said, I wear many, many, many hats. But in the healer world, um, I have a really, really big passion for helping people to step into their authentic self and for helping them to truly love who they are right now, not who they are when they fix something, but who they are right now. I believe that that's the beginning. And I believe once that happens, then the ceiling is lifted and the amount of healing that you can do in whatever direction you choose um, is unlimited. I do, um, I do intuitive energy healing sessions. I do intuitive messages. I've learned um, soul purpose mapping through hand analysis. And I've also began to dig into theta and become certified in that and um those are just the modalities that I'm starting to pick up but I take a little bit of all of it and really make it my own um that's why I really call my sessions intuitive energy healing because they're so unique to each person and I think that's important since we're all unique yeah um and then on the side I'm a mom and all that you know um an art teacher to kids. That's another part of my healing. You know, I get to reach so many children and help them believe in themselves through art um, at the elementary level, which is a level I struggled with as a kid, um, believing in myself. Uh, I also have been on my own healing journey for a long time, but it really started when I had my first child. Um, well, when I got pregnant with my first child back in 2009, was when I really started diving in because it was like, oh man, I really got to change some things if I'm going to teach someone how to be in this world, you know, and be healthy in this world. And so I had to relearn a lot of things, uh, how to cope, how to feel, um, things that I didn't realize I'd been hiding for a lot of my life. So my journey's been that, and I, I like people to know that, that it's not something that's going to happen in a day and it's probably not going to happen in a year. And even 10 years later, um, God, I see such change and it's amazing and I'm glad I started, but there's so much more I get to do and go and it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Our kids, greatest teachers. Thank you, universe. I know. (laughs) Seriously. I always tell Shirley that she, uh, she changed my quality of life. Mm. You know? That's powerful. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. Well, today we're talking about belief work. And I want to hear, I could sit here and explain what beliefs are, but I really want Monica to give us her take on it because she's done a lot of work recently on this. And her and I have had some conversations recently about beliefs. I recently have started, um, beliefs have, have been coming up in my one-on-one sessions with clients, Reiki, um, and my readings. And so, um, Belief work. I feel like it's huge out in the collective right now. <laughs> and um, what are beliefs? What are what are what are we talking about here? Well, you know, there's there's beliefs. There's your, you know, your what your mind might think of when you say belief. Like, I believe in God, or 
you know, I believe in pro-life, pro-choice, whatever. There's those kind of beliefs. But there's these deep, deep beliefs that we hold in our subconscious that a lot of us aren't aware of. Um, sometimes when we bring them into the conscious, we do become aware of them. But they're, they're like these core beliefs. And there's really, you know, a select few that really come out a lot. Like worthiness, um, lovability, mm. um, you know. And there's these, you think about... Think about like blocks stacked on top of each other, right? You have your top belief and you have the one under that, but underneath it, something has to hold that stack up. And there's these core, core beliefs that hold that stack up. Now, if that core, core belief that holding that stack up is like a belief of unworthiness, when you start to work on that belief and you knock it down, that whole stack will come down Mm. and you get to start over and you get to start building that stack from the other place, which is worthiness, which we were all worthy. Mm-hmm. But we struggle with that. The collective struggles with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a whole podcast episode on that, okay. and there's probably 45 more to go. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And so for me, I when I talk about beliefs, I'm talking about those beliefs that those beliefs that determine the actions that you take throughout your day. Mm. Okay, so those beliefs that. And you might not even know this, right? It's like, let's say you choose to go help someone move on a Sunday. You don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to. Sunday is your day. You don't want to do it. But you have this belief that you don't even know you have that if you don't do it, you're not going to be loved. Mm. Right? That's a bottom, bottom belief. Yeah. But you don't know it's there. So you take action from that belief without knowing it and you go help this person move and you think you're being helpful and you are. But had you have backtracked, and let's say you don't want to go do it, but you really want to help this friend, you know, and it's not going to put anything in your day. And so you take this place of like, well, I am worthy. You know, let's say your kids need you that day. But you take, you take action from the place of, well, I'm worthy to go take two hours to go help a friend. See the shift? Like, there's this mm-hmm. shift in that. It's like, where are you taking action the from? The level of awareness is huge there. It's huge. Because, one, it sounds like you're just kind of on autopilot, you, you just are. going about your day. Mm-hmm. And the other is like, okay, I'm aware that this is something that mm-hmm. I have maybe struggled with, or, oh, am I doing this because I don't feel loved? Right. There's just a different level of energy there. Well, there really is, and you really don't know... You are on autopilot. That's what your subconscious is, right? It's like when you drive down the road and you wonder how you got someplace. You were safe because you've driven down the road a hundred times and your subconscious took over as your conscious was on something else. And so it's, it is, um, it's practice becoming aware. It's yeah. not something that can happen. But bringing uh, subconscious thoughts into the conscious is healing in its own right because it brings that awareness mm-hmm. to it. And then once you have that awareness, like you said then you can start to really be present in your moments and your decisions and and where are you coming from um, when you are making them. And uh, boundaries is really big in this way, too. This is how you set boundaries, Mm -hmm. too. I could totally see that being a big part of this work. Yeah. Is, yeah, you can't set a boundary if you're not aware that you need to set a boundary. And you need to know another basic thing with boundaries and belief is, like, what are your wants and your needs? 
mm-hmm. and what are your non-negotiables those that's a really good place to start when it takes a lot of self-awareness oh, I know man. in my own client Practice. in my own work and with my <laughs> clients um a lot of this you know that I like the example of the blocks being stacked because sometimes we're at the top or the th- you know it's maybe a stack of 10 we might be aware of like the first three layers of blocks but man we're really like taking it from that that first layer mm-hmm. is the top so um that that's takes a deep level of awareness for that and I know we're going to get into some practical ways to become aware yeah (laughs) um but this kind of leads into the next one because it's like my next question for you is like how do you identify those beliefs what what does that look like um which is awareness I guess well we're here (laughs) no it is awareness but it's um honestly getting help getting help and I mean finding getting some energy work done um not being afraid to reach out and um, get another perspective. You know, I can do energy work on myself, but man, when I go to like you or Hillary or I just had an amazing crystal session with Johanna, like when I, and you know, Sarah Gatch, whenever I reach out and get a, a session, the perspective I get back helps me um, identify beliefs that I didn't even know I had. I mean, you've helped me a ton in my yeah. work. You know, we've helped each other yeah, just by bouncing that back and and talking with someone because when you're talking and all of a sudden they're like, Oh man, that sounds like a worthiness issue. And you're like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Yeah. It's very helpful to go to people who are like, uh, so you're, you're hearing this thread, which is great, but I'm really hearing this thread. So yeah, that's our work as spiritual healers. We get to help people. Absolutely. And as spiritual healers, it's okay and necessary to seek out other spiritual healers. Absolutely. I just actually had a psyche session with uh, my coach and mentor, Deb Penner and psyche is all about belief work. Right. And I didn't even realize I did that before this podcast, which is hilarious. Universe, um, is that you? Yeah. But I'm like, you know, there are different modalities. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite modalities that I'll, here's Kayla bringing up shadow work again on a podcast. Oh, but that's what I was, what but I was you're probably about to bring up shadow work. Go ahead. Cause the, no, they're I mean, probably sick of hearing me talk no. about shadow work. So let's hear someone well, else's that was perspective. The second thing. Like if you don't want to go <laughs> or if you're not ready to go get help or you just don't, I find it in conjunction with it. Absolutely. So it's like here you just worked with somebody or maybe what prompts you to go is, Oh, I did some shadow work and yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm not seeing it clearly. It'd be right. great to have someone that shout. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, and that was my second second thing is really diving into um to shadow work diving in so some people might not know what we mean by shadow work let's define it real I'll quick. define it with mine you yeah, are more knowledgeable ahead. on shadow work than I am I my definition will be based on what I I I have figured out but for me shadow work shadows are those things within ourselves that we don't want anyone to see it's almost like the skeletons in the closet is how I think of it it's like Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about this when I talk about self-love with my clients. And I did a live today in my group. Um, there's artificial self-love. Like, I love myself. But do you? Do you love yourself? Is when it unconditional? Sh- yeah, when your shadow is out. Like, let's go deeper. I do believe everyone does love their self on a level. But when you really get into self-love, you have to love yourself. Even those parts of you that you don't want people to see unconditionally. Yeah. And so I think about, like... You know, I, okay, example for me was fear of judgment. Um, my, I am an empath. And so, and I am energy that beings all over the place. And 
before I was really working on stepping into it, I could sense when people were uncomfortable. I could sense I made people uncomfortable. And then I would spiral into this like, oh my God, what do they think of me? What? And you know, and that wasn't something I wanted to admit to people because I have always put off this persona that I don't care, but I did care very, Mm -hmm. very, very deeply. And so that was a shadow of mine. It's like you almost don't, you're not going to let yourself see that either. Right. And yeah. so like once you admit that to yourself and love that part of yourself, then you can continue loving yourself as you work on it. And I do have to mention this before you go. It's Having compassion is really important in this work. Um, grace is really important in this work. Okay, we can see the truth without judgment. And that's really what compassion is, is honesty without judgment. And so when we start doing shadow work, don't let that judgment come out. Judgment is not truth. Judgment is opinion. Mm. Truth is truth. And truth doesn't need your opinion or anyone else's because it's truth. Mm. And so learning to work on when you are doing belief work and getting to that bottom belief, really working on not letting that judgment sink in. Mm, That's so Mm. powerful. As you're bringing this up, I'm reminded of who our listeners are, which are other spirit, mostly other spiritual healers. And I find that like, because we're spiritual healers, we get really judgmental of ourselves because this is our work. And here we are, we're trying to help other people through it. And we're, and which is beautiful and amazing. Yes. But we're so hard on ourselves. Well, and that I think it's a huge shadow in the spiritual <laughs> healing world of like, well, I always do my practice and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, eh. yeah. I had to admit to myself a few months ago, I'm like, I don't know how to unconditionally love. That that was a huge shadow of mine. It was like, right. I don't actually know what that means. And Isn't that interesting? working on that. And that was, it's that was hard for me to admit because it's like, you think you do and I'm a mom. I don't want to say that. Right. How? What do you mean you don't but, unconditional? But when I looked at the reality, it was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm discovering that. Absolutely. So I think as healers, we can tend to be really hard on ourselves. So I love that you're re- bringing that reminder of compassion because so often it's like, oh, we should know better. And should we? <laughs> should we? we? Right. Rule? right? And there we are shooting again. So don't <laughs> should. As your coach Deb Pinner would say, that's a stupid rule. Stupid Who rule. Who made that rule up? Wait, For you real. did. Wait, you did. Yeah, you did. Exactly. So who gets to, to reassess that? You exactly. Know? And often our work, I mean, this is the case so much in coaching, as coaches, as healers. I'm sure therapists see this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a therapist, but I'm like, what you need to learn is like who's being presented to you. <laughs> so yeah. often what you're reading in your clients is like, uh-huh, thank you. I guess I needed that lesson too, right? right? Like how often does that happen? Oh my gosh, I had a, I did a <laughs> session the other day and I, I kid you not, in my session with Johanna yesterday, she said three of the exact same things that I said in session two days ago. And I was like, oh. This is for you. Oh, interesting. Was that for me? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't something that someone didn't need to hear, but I was like, oh, those were for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. People always need to hear. That's always. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, we fall into this like, um, you know, like trap. I've heard other healers describe it as like, you're just healing yourself and others. And it's like, yeah, but that's still beneficial. But if I don't heal myself, how am I going to help others heal? Yeah. So don't not, because like, we can take it to that next level yeah. of like, oh gosh, there I am not doing my own work again. It's well, like, that's, that's not the true. shadow of a healer. Who am I yeah. to tell you what to do when I'm struggling in my own right? <laughs> and yeah, here's the deal though, is you know what? It's easy. We all can do this. And in fact, this is a tool I tell people. 
take yourself out of the equation. What would you tell your best friend and then Mm. do that, right? So we are able to help others better than we are able to help ourselves. Always. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. And who are you? You're the person doing the work and you're the person holding the space. Mm. And if you don't have your own work to do, how do you know what to tell them? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you can't be. You don't know. There's no perfection here. I mean, you could read all the books in the world, but, and that's great. There's a lot of knowledge in that. But when you're doing the work. Yeah. And you need to have, we're always going to have work to do. There's always, you know, the more you heal, the more that comes up that you get to heal. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know? Um, So shadow work is a big thing. And Mm. then there are those, like theta healing is a really big belief work system, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You know, I, I went to Sarah Gash. She was my mentor or is, I just, you know, sessions and God, the belief work we used to do in those sessions. And I don't, it was her own flair on everything, you know? Um, it's amazing when you yeah. can get help that way too. And yeah. psyche, like you were talking about, I think that's belief work through the body, isn't it? Yeah. Um, theta's yeah. belief work, changing it in your, your thoughts and, you know, um, mm-hmm. and psyche is through your body. Yeah. I'm not a psyche expert. I'm not either. And honestly, even... theta, I just learned. So those, I'm like, uh, yeah. don't ask me what that definition is at the moment. I'm still working. But... Yeah. I know that other ways of identifying beliefs are really, um, in, in the coaching world it can come down to doing um, the model for yourself, which is the CTFAR model. Oh. So if any of you are coaches or have yeah. been familiar with that, um, circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, CTFAR, okay. the model yeah. is really powerful. Um, I'll link um, the model in the show notes because it's going to help you become aware of thoughts, other things that have helped me, you know, meditation, awareness, mm-hmm. coming Writing, back to your spiritual journaling. practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always talk about your spiritual practice being the, just a touchstone for not perfection in your life, (laughs) like we want it to be, but really just that like I'm practicing awareness. And so coming back to your meditation practice or your journal practice, as you mentioned, or physical practice for me, even like working out um, beyond yoga and working out, you know, just those practices are what allow us to feel good in our bodies so that we can get to that place of depth. Um, with the awareness and you look like you want to say something yeah, there something too. came up when you were talking about that. It's, um, physical is when you're, you... well, the thought of like when something happens, when you quote on, you know, make a mistake or you do something, you really have a bad feeling in your body, right? Cause our intuition really starts on that, like body level, right? The physical level of like, oh, that felt icky. Really taking a moment, before you bring in judgment and before you start shame spiraling, which Brene Brown talks about, which I love, take a moment and go, okay, I feel icky right now. What what just happened? And you can bring, you can really dig right there in that mm. moment as to like, okay, what did I do? Well, why didn't I like that? And start just taking, writing, journaling, or talking. I record That's myself like, yeah. talking a lot, actually. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just... Be becoming, you don't even have to be aware of the beliefs yet, but be aware of the moments that you don't feel good after taking mm. action and then start digging there. And it's like, well, what did I do? Well, why don't I feel good? Yeah. Well, did I not want to do That's... that? Then why did I do it? Oh, because I was afraid 
I was gonna, afraid of abandonment, of unlovability, because if I didn't act, they're going to stop loving me. Yeah. Oh! And EFT tapping, <laughs> for those of you, if you do EFT tap, that's when, like, if you can, and you're not a mom, <laughs> you know, no, I'm joking. <laughs> if you can, EF, start EFT tapping right when you feel crappy. Yeah. That's a tool, because it's going to yeah. help you, like, A, help your nervous system, but B that awareness that you get with EFT tapping and I add a little bit more to my set my EFT tapping where I will like I hear a thought in my head and I have my journal in front of me and I'm gonna write it down as I'm tapping because that has helped me identify the thoughts I'm having and then I tie those thoughts back down to the beliefs because the thoughts are in my opinion um, and not just my opinion, but the thoughts are going to reveal the, that, Absolutely. the bottom block Absolutely. <laughs> of the and, block stack. And it might only reveal the fifth one the first time. Right. And then, you know, the universe is going to lead you where you need to go. Let's say it reveals the fifth one. And then all of a sudden you're listening to this podcast about <laughs> unworthiness. And all of a sudden they bring up your fifth belief, how it leads to unworthiness. And you're like, holy mm. moly. Wow. I didn't know that. And now you know it. And now you're able to like see it in other parts of your life. I mean, when you trust in the flow of your life and when you really start flowing and allowing instead of controlling, the universe is going to bring you where you need to be as well. That's a trust part. I love Uh that. That's the like, mm, trusting in the universe, trusting in your lessons, not trying to be further along than you are, being okay with it. Absolutely. And using your own inner compass, trusting yourself. Like, this comes up a lot for me. We're not meant to do things the same. We're all very individual, and the only way that we're really truly going to all come together the way we're meant to be is to start practicing listening to our own intuition mm-hmm. and our own inner compass. Um, yeah. And you'll know what it feels like because you'll get those hits and you'll be like, oh, and then you'll lose it for a while, and then you'll be able to get back into mm-hmm. it. And it, I mean, it's a practice. Again, that's where that compassion and grace come. Yeah, and <laughs> as you're like thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could totally see where you're, you know, how do I identify a belief? That was my question, mm-hmm. original question, where you could bring perfection into this of oh, like, man. am I at the bottom of the stack? <laughs> it's like, why can't I find the bottom? As you were talking, I'm like hearing spirit like... You don't have to find the bottom right away. Like, oh, they're like, get across like, to your listeners. Like, the fifth yes. block in the stack is it's just as awesome. important as the bottom block. Absolutely. If that's all you're getting to, they really want me to say this. Because yeah. they're like, that's where you're at. You're Absolutely. not ready to see that bottom block. No. You might not be there. So don't. I like that. Let go of the, like, I'm going to get and dig and do shadow work to the bottom no, of the you're stack. you're not. And you're Because <laughs> Kayla would do that and I would do that. So I'm like, oh, here we are. Um, and say I'd be like oh is that the third block great wow I'm done done for the day I'll reach for the fifth tomorrow yeah letting your work be enough I just want they're like say (laughs) that I'm glad they did because that is important and I I am thinking that in my head but I guess that's not assumed I you know so it is I I mean yeah that's huge being happy where you're at and Mm. my god if you can figure out the fifth block and the step Wow, yeah, that's awareness in its own self. And like I said, then you're going to be left with this podcast where you're going to be like, "Oh crud!" Right? Or you're there it is. Or Brene Brown says that as or you're Brene saying, Brown or like the fortieth time you hear it, you're like, "I've been hearing that for forty times," and there it is, and now right. it makes sense. Are you going to have a conversation with someone? I mean, yeah. it's. I read this thing, or I was—I don't know what if I was reading, or this came out in my writing, but this whole thing of allowing, you know, quit trying to control 
mm. <laughs> where you're going because you're not. If you do become perfectionist mode and you try to control getting there, mm. you're not going to get there. But yeah. if you allow, that's tied to another belief. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. But it is going to come to you. Yeah. You know, I think about, I see a sailboat all the time in people when I do energy healing. And you mm. think about, you can't control the wind. Go ahead and try. Get on a sailboat and try and control that wind. No, but you can control the way the boat moves with the wind. Yeah. And that's the allowance. Oh, I love that metaphor. Mm-hmm. I see a similar metaphor with where it's like, I see people floating down this river and it's like, oh, don't forget that you know how to swim. Yes. You, you, you can swim. You can swim. In the river. You have discernment. Yeah. The river may be going fast, but yeah. guess what? Like you can swim, you can swim the to sand. the bank. Yep. You can swim and go with it. You can swim against it. You hold on to a rock for a little bit. Hold That's on. what you yeah. want to do. So know? yeah, very similar. Yeah. Um, that kind of leads right into my next question, which is three. Why change a belief? Why? And and you know, I guess we just identified like Ooh, we can get perfectionistic in these beliefs, but what is the benefit of changing that belief? And I think most people understand this, but let's talk about it because. Well, I think about this and, and, and in a course I took with Sarah Gash, she explained karma very well. Karma is created. It's the energy around the actions that we take. Okay. Um, and so I think about karma like this rubber band, right? And there's two sides to the rubber band. And let's talk about worthiness since that keeps coming up. If you keep taking action from a place of unworthiness, you're going to keep building that energy up Mm. and you're going to keep kind of coming back to that. But as soon as you take action from a place of worthiness, you're going to start building that energy up. Every moment is a chance to take action from a different place. So the belief, Mm -hmm. if you keep taking action from that place of unworthiness, you're going to keep kind of living in that energy that you are creating, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can become aware of that, because a lot of people talk about, you know, um, not feeling good in their own skin or not, you know, they can't get this or they're, they're wanting this and they don't know how to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. and so beliefs block that, especially in business, like business is huge. It's so like, you think, Oh, business is business, but business is your spiritual work. Absolutely. (laughs) And so why change the belief? Well, because if you change the belief, um, you're going to bring what, what's coming. Like I said, there's that stack of beliefs and at the bottom is that core belief and all these blocks that are keeping you from what you want. If you knock down that core belief or that fifth belief, you're going to be able to see over the stack. Or if you knock down that core belief, you're going to be able to remove that stack and start building another yeah. one. This if, is, yeah, this reminds me of a metaphor I get in my healing sessions a lot, which is like, changing the soil that the roots are getting nutrients from so i'll see people's roots or whatever and it's like we got to change the soil out (laughs) right and so the roots are there and they want good soil they want (laughs) the energy of worthiness to water them so they can grow yeah you know they'll they'll grow a little bit when they're in the energy of the other you know and you'll flip you're always going to flip back and forth and you're always growing and you will you're going to go back to unworthiness but you're going to be able to catch it like when i first started working on worthiness um which Probably hardcore a year ago, I think I was working, when I built my medicine wheel, or had, you know, built it with Kim, um, I was really working on worthiness at that time, and mm-hmm. I remember I would go back and forth, but I was, the awareness alone, I was able to be like, oh wait, oh, there's that unworthiness again, and start taking action from that place of worthiness to really start working on that, mm-hmm. that energy and that belief, um, that leads into yes. That leads into my next question. Start taking action mm-hmm. from a belief. So, which is what changes a belief? What does that mean? And 
you're pretty much alluding to it now, but right. um, let's hear what you have to say. Well, you know, there's lots of th- ways to change a belief. You can, I mean, theta healing is an amazing way to go in and change a belief. Um, you, and you can do it instantly with theta healing. It's a really powerful tool. Psyche, I, I think, mm-hmm. is a very powerful very tool yeah. to go in and, and change beliefs. But how can you personally, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. um, it's by action. It's by taking action and knowing the reason why you're taking that action. What is Mm -hmm. driving that action? It's like awareness coming in again. It's awareness and it's a, it's a, it's baby steps. It's little bitty steps and it's having that grace and compassion, but it's, yeah, being aware of like, you know, when you do go help. Okay. I bought myself almost $500 in clothes the other day. Okay. I know. I'm joking. I know. Good. And 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 it, it, this was a huge thing for me because before the and I caught myself saying this. I was like, I don't have the money. I shouldn't do this. I don't have the money. Now mm. when I'm taking action from that place, I'm building that energy. Mm. But I was able to catch myself and flip it and go, No, you are worthy of this. You are worthy. You're turning forty. You are worthy of a new wardrobe. Your underwear have holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> Your bras don't fit. Go get yourself some stuff. Yeah. And. You know, it's funny. As soon as I switched that thinking, first of all, I stepped over a feather, which that is my sign that I was ah! on the right path. Spirits at you. Second of all, I've already made it back. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, cause I came from a place of worthiness. So I was buying my clothes from this place of worthiness. And I know that's a really superficial. No, it's not. You know, um, example, but it's like, no. had I have bought those clothes from a place of like, you know, like shame almost, um, my that's experience a- wouldn't have been the same. That's a very powerful example, actually, because a lot of people in my program, in the Spiritual Business Academy program, for example, a lot of the clients, um, they say exactly what you just said. I know this isn't, but then, you know, when they take it from that place, they get paid back either energetically or monetarily. I want to hear about that part of it because that's, that's powerful because this is exactly what we as business owners struggle with is this like, I'm investing in myself. I'm, you know, with, for you, it was clothes, but for other people, it might be, I want to take this program from a mentor I've been wanting to, or it might be, I want to do paid ads, or it might be, I want to invest in a vacation for myself because I feel burned out. And so I want to hear your story. This sounds like a really powerful thing that happened (laughs) that you get to now share with the listeners. No, it wasn't. I've been trying to write about it, but um, I've been allowing myself to uh, zone out and rest because that's what I've been called. But you know, I, I, cause I caught myself falling into my subconscious. Like I was shopping with a friend and we were in Great Falls and I was just finding all the right things. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, these all fit. Um, mm. and really stepping into being comfortable with my body. You know, I am not, um, super skinny. I, um, I'm voluptuous, you know, I mean, pictures, picture the Venus of Urbino and that's me. Right. <laughs> and that's how I have to remind myself that of like mm. Renaissance, beautiful women. Right. So there's other beliefs tied in here too. <laughs> I love that you're, this is such a beautiful example. I hope you're okay. No, that's we're fine. Using it. Yeah. Because this is where multiple beliefs, there's body beliefs, body there's beliefs. Yep. worthiness beliefs. And I'm working on body right now. And that might not be the bottom mm. of the stack, but what I'm hearing is like, Oh, accepting my vessel. And and love compassion probably yeah. bottom of that stuff, and learning but. to be beautiful in in my body and also you know a lot of the time and I'm hearing this too when we 
judge ourselves, we judge others for the same thing. We do. That's okay. the shadow. That's, that's the, the charm yes. of the shadow. Really, and that's why shadow work is so important. Go, keep going. No, it is. And so <laughs> I have actually been working on how I look at other women mm. as I look at myself. Instead of my first our society thoughts when you see a woman with too short of shorts. Mm-hmm. I what are you wearing? I can't believe you're wearing that. I mean, seriously. So Monica and I are sisters. We grew up in Texas. A lot of our listeners are probably in Montana, but that's a huge no-no in Texas. Oh my right? gosh! Do like, not what wear are shorts you that are too short. To portray. I mean, who are you? Where yeah. did you come from? This it's is trash. Yeah, the, I mean, really, that's what your brain goes to. And so, like yeah. today at pickup, it you know at jumpstart, I saw this woman, and my go-to thought goes there. But now I'm able to like halt it right away and go oh my god look at how confident she is look at how beautiful she feels in her body that's amazing Mm. and so that on its own starts changing beliefs because not only am I working on it by working on it in other people and my judgments I work on it in myself so I'm able to be aware of my judgments because I don't want to have judgments I I want to live in truth yeah. But we still have them. They're I love in our that. subconscious. I love that you're bringing up judgment because it's a great way to identify beliefs too. Yeah. I love that. I even had forgotten about that. And there's a great book that I know Monica and I have both read called Judgment Detox by yeah. Gabrielle Bernstein. And I'm about three quarters <laughs> of the way through. Um, it's a lot. It's a, it's one a lot. Of those books and I, yeah. and she, but it's one of, I think, one of Gabby's, if not her most important work, because man, does it, will it help you blow the lid? So I'll link that in the show notes too, because one of the most powerful books I've ever read, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were reading those books together mm-hmm. and I remember how that book changed your life. It I changed did. my I whole life. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just becoming aware. Anyways, judgment. Another way to identify belief is yeah. what are you judging? And how others? are you seeing other people? And how are you judging? And, and, in in, and another example is at that moment, you can flip it. You can, you can flip it. You can yeah. change the karma of the thought, right? It's like, mm. oh, I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to say how beautiful that it is that they are, are there. Because that's how I want to feel about me, too. Right. Yeah. That's how I want to see okay. myself. And yeah. you've actually, you know, like when I look in the mirror, and this has come up in a reading a long time ago, I see myself differently every day depending on what I'm feeling like. Yeah. Um, and I struggle with that sometimes. I mean, I have gotten pretty good at being okay in my body. Um, but I'm really working on like just feeling beautiful all the time. And so the clothes I bought are actually yeah, a little tighter. This, yeah. I back mean... to the story. Yeah. Because here you are, you're like, okay, I don't know. I don't feel like I have enough money for this. Right? I was. Which is a thought. And so I was talking to my I don't feel friend. beautiful, which right. is another thought. So my subconscious was coming out and all these clothes were fitting awesome and they were by my style. They were looking great. And I just kept hearing myself go, oh, I can't really afford this. I don't know why I'm doing this. Oh my gosh, not another one. I can't, I just can't afford this, but it's so good. And then all of a sudden I was like, I, this was a struggle in TJ Maxx. <laughs> and I was like, no, wait a minute. No, 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 I'm not putting. And I actually clear, cancel, deleted. And I said that to myself, clear, cancel, delete. No, I am not doing this. Mm. And I switched it. I said, I am worthy. I am worthy. And in my head, I was like, I have birthday money I'm like this is gonna be okay it's gonna be okay I am worthy um and so I just kept repeating that I honestly I kept repeating that to myself whenever my doubts would go I just kept going I am worthy I am worthy and when I bought the clothes I didn't feel any guilt there was no guilt. That's huge. It was huge. And I, I actually felt joy and then I found bras. I mean God bra shopping. If you're a bigger endowed woman, uh bra shopping is so and my daughter had to sit there with me for an hour, but I walked out of there just feel like I, I just feel so good. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I walked out and then I want to say 
God, I think I booked a client that day or the morning (laughs) after. I mean, there was something that happened and I was like, oh, there it is. Mm. Because I had in my head was like, well, I have this amount and because like my mom gives me money and, you know, my my mother-in-law. And so I'm like, there's there's a couple hundred. Yeah. Where am I going to get the rest to make this up? Because really the money that I have, you know, has other places that it belongs. But I was like, I am worthy of this. And Mm so I want to say I booked a client. It was like on the trip. I booked a client. Can we just like pause? (laughs) Because this is what if I could get this point across and even to myself, right? but to my students and to those of us who are starting businesses mm-hmm. and are in this place, because so much of what people are draw like our business struggle is this financial aspect of it. And we are so mm-hmm. hesitant to know we're trying yeah, to spend money on our to, healing. Yeah. On our healing. <laughs> on and sometimes that healing is close. That healing does not like, I just bought new floors for myself that yes. I quote unquote can't afford depending on what way your what your definition of can't afford is. Right. You know, there's a belief there, but at the time I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And the change that I'm seeing in myself, mm-hmm. investing in myself in a different way, mm-hmm. it's not coaching, it's not podcasts, it's not... Yeah. It's just... It's your home. My home and my life. And so, I think Jen Sincero talks about this in either you are a badass or you're a badass at making money. But mm-hmm. she's like, you're going to have to do a bunch of shit that you are not comfortable oh, with. Man. And one of them is spend money on yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're healing your relationship to money. So, I love this story. Thank you for sharing it with us because... um when it comes to beliefs, like, yeah, that belief totally could have changed your experience. The other thing that you might still have gotten that client, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as powerful. It no. wouldn't have been. Well, and the feather um, alone too, which I know yes. sounds, but like that feather for me, it was coming back from buying the bras, like spending more money on myself. Um, me and my daughter got to spend the day too, which was amazing. And mm. I stepped over that feather and I was like, oh, I, like, it was just like, okay. Mm. I really am because I ca- I had been repeating I am worthy the whole day and then I stepped over that feather and I was like, well, crud, it's for real. I really am worthy. <laughs> for real. I could believe like, it. It's like the universe was like, here it is. Okay, mm. you can stop. You know, it was like the end of a, a journey almost. And it also is another example of like taking action, taking action and the smallest things like what you wouldn't think would be important is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just every action is important. Every single, no, don't, I don't say that to like, like don't have you overanalyze your life, <laughs> overanalyze your life. But I say that more as like, if you're feeling stuck, mm-hmm. remember it's one action away from creating a different energy. You're one action away. Boom. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that is, an action is going to be uncomfortable. It sounds like. Oh man. And you know, the more I look at people's hands, like some people, it's really uncomfortable mm. to take action. And there's a blueprint. fear of failure. It's in their blueprint. And this fear. This is through hand analysis. This so is, yes. what Monica's talking about is she it's reads. It's purpose mapping through using hand analysis. I am not certified in hand analysis per se, but I am certified in soul purpose mapping using hand analysis. So I've learned to look at the hands for certain things. And the lines. She's talking about, she'll take the hand print yeah. of your hand. Yeah. And identify different. There's meanings and things. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And through our fingerprints, we can tell a lot. And I, there's people in this world that fear of failure um, is real and it's debilitating. Um, and some people <laughs> don't get that. Yeah, like I'm afraid of failure, but it does not debilitate me. 
But I have done a reading recently where I was like, you, this is real for you. I want you to know that this, the, the way that you are stopped in your tracks is not like other people. Mm-hmm. And she started crying because yeah. she's like it. I mean, it really. It's so, soul level. It's soul level. Yeah. And so really honoring that with yourself. Like if you, yeah, it's hard. But by taking that action, risk, fail. I always say risk, failure. Mm. Just risk, failure. Yeah. You have to, and you're going to have to tell yourself that. And, but by taking action, you're, you're able to do so much because through failure, we learn and we know that, mm-hmm. you know, but if you don't take action, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about taking action as also inaction? Sometimes action oh, yeah. is inaction. Sure. That just popped into yeah. my head. And so, because sometimes there are people, um, AKA myself who will take action and action and action and just mm-hmm. keep going. And what we really could benefit from might be some inaction, so, which is almost the same as taking action. Or is it, what are any no, thoughts there? Yeah, actually I talk about this a lot. And when I was reading that, um, <laughs> there's my daughter, that chakra book, um, okay, the wheels, wheels of life. Yes. And I was doing a few chakra classes um, up at Ruta Tribe. This came, this stuck with me. I, I'm trying to think of what ch- it's. I think it was the solar plexus because that's a lot about action. Um, anyway, stillness in itself is an action. Anything that stops inertia or starts mm. inertia is an action. Anything that changes the momentum of something yeah. is an action. Okay. And so stillness in itself is an action. Okay. Absolutely, and we do need to be reminded of that. We need to honor that. In fact, this has been in yours. This has been in mine. <laughs> I've been seeing it all over Facebook. Rest, 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 rest. And I will share this. I am a volcano. <laughs> it comes up with every healer. It came up with Johanna yesterday. And she didn't know. Like I mean, it's come up with you and Hillary. Anyway, I'm a volcano. And this is the metaphor I use because it, it, it sits with me. I can erupt and erupt and erupt, and I, I'm good at it, and I can. But until that lava cools and forms the island, mm. and the seeds grow, and the habitat grows, I'm not reaping the benefits of my work. I'm not, I'm not reaping the, the minerals and the... So you, stillness is an action because you can work and work and work, but it's like if you've ever been on a rower for my worker outer people. On a rower, you push back, but you're supposed to pause at the end and let those wheels spin. And you're using that momentum from that push. Mm. And then you come back and you do it again. But if you keep going without taking that pause and letting those wheels spin, you're just working for no reason. And that reminds me of why <laughs> interval training is actually so much more powerful right. than like running a straight. Not that this is not me knocking, but no. like they have done studies that show that like that rest period in yeah. between the interval is actually what creates more muscle mass, like more like if you do the intervals correctly. Cuz if you're just running, your body doesn't it's just like in survival mode and I'm not a like no. fitness expert, but I know running that this is, is meditating. There's a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like whatever. If you yeah. love to run, do it. But yeah. there's a reason why interval training can be so powerful mm-hmm. because that rest period is like, and now you got to do it again, right? It's like lifting right. a weight and taking that pause, and then Absolutely. whereas if you were just carrying the weight around, it's a different type of strength. So that it is. That's a good meta. So, I like that. And I've been. I mean, if we're gonna go on to rest, which would be a whole other podcast, but I will. I'll touch on this. Yeah. For me. 
I think it's a huge part of action. It's a huge part because of it's, action. It's an um, inaction. Because I think when we hear take action, for those of us, I'm like, okay, what is that? I'm, I got a list. What do you mean take action? <laughs> I will make a list yeah, of actions right. <laughs> that I can take. So what is... So stillness is an action in itself. Okay. But, but rest too, like... You know, I struggle with rest. Rest has come up with me. My guides have been yelling at me for a long time to rest. And I, I, honestly, there was one point I was I was like, I can't right now. I'm not. No. And then they shut me down. The next month, I got no clients. I couldn't even think straight. I'm, I kid you not. Like, I wanted to post and I'd be like, I don't even know what to say. Like, they shut me down. Mm. And they're like, fine, don't listen. You're going to Okay. So after that, I was forced to reevaluate what rest is for me if I don't want to be shut down again. And... Here's what I, I think it looks different for every person. Mm-hmm. I am not going to take, it's hard for me to take a whole day to rest. That's not me. But I have to find moments in every day to rest, to let that lava cool. And so I am actually working right now on how do I do that? Mm. What's that look like for me? You yeah. know, and so being kind and with yourself on your rest, working it in either to every day or maybe you take one day a week. But it, it, it really can look different for everybody. Yeah. I love that you're bringing that up too because I had taken a course from Deb Penner and she's actually about to launch this. So I'm excited for yeah. her. But her burnout course talks a lot about um, rest and your definition of rest. Mm. Because like I think when we hear rest or she talks about you think I need to go sleep or just sit and be still. Right. But rest can also be um, working out. Yeah. It can and be. So art. it's like what? And it doesn't matter as long as it feels restful for you. Right. And truly restful, like, you know, there there becomes a, oh, well, working is rest. <laughs> it's like, no, like, listen to your own intuition. But for me, working out is rest. It's that yeah. time I take for my body. Absolutely. And it's sacred space for me. It's being in the moment. And, yeah, being in the moment. So depending, I, as we're talking about rest, like, I want to encourage people to really think about that definition. Because yeah. it doesn't have to be sitting in a chair although no. some of that <laughs> is necessary and do listen to that yeah but it's an awareness but rest can a... be i watch tv it can be i, I journal a series yeah <laughs> it can be i journal it can be mm-hmm. i actually go work out which seems counterintuitive but you're resting but your working, brain like there's so much there working out helps you become in the moment and in touch with your body working mm-hmm. out is grounding it's grounding, grounding is rest yeah right yeah. so yeah as we talk about yeah. rest and that inaction it's important, I think, to just kind of define what that is for yourself and be Absolutely. okay with your definition not being and textbook. And don't look for validation outside of yourself. That's when you give your power away. You're not going to mm. find it. People don't see the world the way you see it. So if you keep looking for validation outside of yourself, if you're doing it right, you're not going to get it and you're just going to get discouraged. Once you start listening to yourself and doing what you know is right, and yeah, you might change it along the way, you start getting that validation anyway. Yeah. When you're doing it right, you don't have to look for it. Totally. It's you know? come. And the universe will show it to you yeah. too. Like, here's your feather. So you got to figure it <laughs> out. Like, what is it for you? You do have to go deep. And one thing that came to mind with yeah. all of this, belief work and everything, is working on your being in the moment. You cannot be aware. You cannot do any of the stuff we've talked about until you're able to be present mm. in your moment. And that takes practice. It's practice. It's practice. But I'm going to tell you something. The more I practice, the more I'm able to do it. Um, this year, school getting out because I'm a school teacher. Usually I feel this feeling of like overwhelming relief. Like, oh my God, yes, it's here. Ah. I didn't feel that this year. But it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like, okay, what's next? Because I've become so in the moment. What is that? That I enjoyed that day. What does, 
when you say, because I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time, what does that practice look like for you, practicing being in the moment? And what is that for you? Because it's going to okay. be different for everyone. But when you say, I practice being in the moment, what is that? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I do is I make sure to look around me every chance I get. When I walk outside, mm. like right now my lilac tree is on fire. And before I get in my car, I smell the flowers. They say stop and smell the roses. It's true. Mm. I smell the lilacs. When I'm driving around, I notice the mountains and the beautiful place I live in. For me, it's noticing the beauty around me. When I see, I just Mm. was um, walking up to pick my child up at East because she's in Jumpstart, and I saw the flag in the wind. Mm. And just taking a moment to notice that just beauty. The nuance. The nuance of it. And I honestly can see like... I see like music videos and pictures and stuff in my head, mm-hmm. that being who I am. But it's taking the time to, when you before you drink your tea, stop and smell your tea. Feel how warm it is. Feel how warm it is. It's senses. It's using all of your senses. Mm. Okay. Um, it's bringing yourself, you know, like tasting your food. Like you, sometimes we just eat and then we don't even know what we ate. It's like t- stopping yourself and tasting it. Yeah. Smelling it. You know, when you drink your tea, maybe take just two minutes and stare out the window. And, and and imagine you're a scene in a movie mm. where the, you know, where there's the awesome music playing and the, the person's really contemplating life and, you know, they're about to <laughs> run back to their love or whatever <laughs> and they stand there and they're drinking their tea. It's that moment, right? It's that moment. <laughs> that, what's that poem? So much depends on a red wheelbarrow. That's the whole poem. I forget who I wrote know. that. But he's looking out the window and he's staring at the wheelbarrow. Yeah. And his wife has cancer. And so it's like every day he would come and stare at this wheelbarrow it's, as she's dying. Yeah. But it meant everything to him. Yeah. So it's finding that those presence. times. That presence. Yeah. And it's practice. I mean, if you get one moment out of a day where you're able to just stand. It's, it's learning to be still with yourself, too. This is painful sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so really getting past that. like And like you talked about on your, the uncomfortable, leaning into the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there was staring a... Staring at it. Staring at it. Like I was... I had a lot of time one morning and I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go stand outside and stare at my tree. I mean... For real, though. I'm just going to go be still. And this is weird for me. I'm feeling really uncomfortable, but I'm just going to go sit in it. Yeah, I always imagine it as, like, there's this beast that's been chasing you, and finally you stop, and you're like, I'm going to look this thing in the eye, and it's stopping, and it's staring at you, and you're staring back at it, but it it is that. As we're talking about, I'm like, it's that moment of presence with it. And once you can take that, um, once you can do that, like, stopping and just noticing the little things, then you're able, when you're in crisis, or Mm. when something happens, you're able to start becoming in that moment. Mm. what's the next thing what's I can the do next right here. yeah like my car I went out to start it the other day to go pick up my daughter and it would not start and I was like okay and I was you know I started to like kind of I think you know my daughter might have hit a button but honestly the more I think about it, it was me but of course my go-to is to like what did you do and it is and it's it's just subconsciously five-year-olds bring that out right, and so I started and then I stopped and I was like it's okay and then I was like what's my next step Mm. I called Toyota. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I called Toyota and I was like, uh, do you guys tow? And he's like, no. I was like, all of a sudden I was like, well, could it be my battery? And he talked me through it. And I was like, okay. And then I called and got a jump and I jumped it and I ran it for an hour and it didn't ruin my day. Like mm. I was able to be in that moment. And so the more you practice being in the moment, the more you're able to carry it into other. Now I'm not going to say I'm perfect. There's times where oh, yeah. I'm not perfect. I still work on this. Even with my kids. Mine now is like, how do I not 
go into the subconscious with my kids, right? Like yeah. my words. How do I become aware and present with my words with them? But mm-hmm. anyway. Thank you. Yeah. I love that we're, we're talking about this. That yeah. was, my last question was like practical actions to change belief. Yeah. But we kind of went through that, which is, you know, like what can you do to change the belief? But for you, it's like listening to that intuition, buying the clothes. Buying the clothes. It's, it's and feeling thought work. Moment. I heard thought work in yeah. there while you bought the clothes was like, okay, I'm going to tell myself I'm worthy and I'm going to work on that belief. And it doesn't look like believing it right this second, but what no. are the things I can tell myself to move the needle? And I can take action, which is buying the clothes. I could take in action through rest and allowing the universe to give me this lesson of like, okay, you don't want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you will rest so much and now you're getting clients again. You have this opening, you know, fact, and so I'm, yeah, it's great action and both inaction being in action as well. And inaction is action, but it's, it's, we might it's not go there and knowing. And it's another thing that just popped into my head too is, um, where is it? You were talking about action and I don't know. It went. I think we covered it to be honest because that was my last question which was like in my head I'm like what are some steps people can take but I think it's that you know awareness presence going back to your spiritual practice doing your watching how you talk to yourself becoming kind judgment judgment yeah Mm -hmm. and like I think we've covered it it, absolutely and just and and just being in the moment because when you're in the moment like when I was buying clothes I was able to have that that present and the just so huge because you could have gone into the uh guilt shame spiral Mm -hmm. and that would have been in a a totally different day for you and like i said you might have booked a client and then they might have can't like you never know well no and not being afraid to keep shutting yourself down as soon as i go nope i am worthy Nope, I am worthy. Nope, I am worthy. You probably had to come back to that. I mean, it's like when I was battling my anxiety with judgment, you know, I had to repeat what other people think of me is none of my business over and over. I'd start to, nope, what other people think of me is none of my business. Nope, Mm. whatever, you know. I love that you shared that because so often we think it's going to be like, okay, I'll do a Reiki session and I'm going to like just say it once and I'm healed. It's like, no, it's 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 probably, it's a battle. Absolutely. And the belief is gone, right? Through theta work, the belief will be removed oftentimes but then it's that action of like reminding yourself yeah back to it you can remove it on that but well and through theta we can instantly you know theta is different but like what we do with the energy healing will often and what you're starting to see is that um energy around the belief right you Mm. said you're starting to see beliefs yeah i too am and so i can see the energy around the belief i will hear it Mm. i can clear it and then when we're talking, I can say, now look, the inner, the karma around that belief of unworthiness, I've cleared that. But it's up to you to take action yeah. from a place of worthiness. Mm. And then they can start changing That's their beautiful. belief. Yeah. yeah, they can start. Theta is more of an instant and then yeah. downloading different things. But, okay. but if you don't take action, it can't come back. Absolutely. That yeah. belief, it is through action. You will. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds like a lot of, and I talk about this in my podcast and all the time, nervous system regulation work, which is... You know, your nervous system is going to be activated mm-hmm. when you're in a situation like you're in TJ Maxx and you yeah. want to spend money on yourself, but your nervous system is going to get kicked into this state of like, you know, anxiety mm-hmm. in the chest, feeling like you can't breathe. And so yeah. that's your nervous system not feeling safe in that moment, which is very typical trying right. to keep you safe body moment. Um, so yeah, nervous system practices in here as well. Um, thank you so much, yeah. Monica. This was amazing. Where can people find you? I would love for you to talk about your program about authentic self. Um, so yeah, tell us all the places we can connect with you beyond this podcast. 
Um, so you can connect with me. I'm Monica in the Raw on uh, Instagram. That's Monica, not Monica. Yeah. Um, and I'll link this in the show notes. Yeah, and then my business page. My business is called Artfully Intuitive, which actually Kayla came up with. Um, so it's Artfully Intuitive LLC is my business page on Facebook. And then I have a group called, which you can link through my business page. So if you go to my business page, you can link through it. But it's Claim Your Energy, Step Into Your Authentic Space. And it's really just a group for, you know, being your energy. We're, I used to say big energy, but I think we're just different level. We're just different energies. I, I honestly, the more I look, we're all big energy. We just present it in a different way. Um, mm. And so that that group's there. And then my website is... Uh, that's a Facebook group. That's right? a Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. And so my, my goal with that is really just to provide... A space for you to ask questions if you need it, um, if you're struggling with anything, and really for me to provide value for you mm-hmm. um, as I figure out life, you mm-hmm. know? Like I did a live today on three things to really focus on in your healing journey. Mm. Um, and then my website is www.artfullyintuitive.com or mamacaintheraw.com. It takes you to the same thing. Okay. Whatever's easier to type. Um, people can book sessions through your website. They can book sessions through my website or my Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. They can also message me if they're uncomfortable with my booking app. Okay. Um, and I'll help them because sometimes that's a little odd. Or if you have questions on Mm -hmm. what I do, if you're like, I know I want to see you. I just don't know. Like I, lately I have people reaching out and they're like, I want to come. What's the best approach for Mm -hmm. me? And so we'll talk about it and I'll be like, let's start energy. Where do we start? start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then I'm developing my program, you know, which is starting to come out. So. Yeah, what is your program name? Tell us it's a little called, about your program. So my program is called Essence. Um, I'm a I'm a philosophy major. Um, I am huge into the philosophy of everything. I've always psychoanalyzed everything in my life. Um, and so Essence is all about just, Essence is, it's your being. It's everything about you. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's you in a nutshell and no one can have your essence. You, you're the only one that can have it. Um, it's different for everything and everyone. And so it's really going to be about stepping into yourself because I believe stepping into your authentic self, loving yourself all the way, you're going to be able to bring in that abundance you want. You're going to actually, I, I see the world as we're a bunch of puzzle pieces. And when we finally step into who we're meant to be, our puzzle piece takes the shape it's meant to and it fits together with the other puzzle pieces. And that's mm. how we start healing the world. And so... Helping you step into your authentic self is going to help you accomplish the dreams you might not even know you have yet. Or, you know, if you have this nagging feeling of like, God. Is there a wait list you have for this? I'm starting one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A VIP list because I'm going to launch it. And it's going to be an intuitively led program. It's mm. So if you get into my beta, and it's always going to kind of be that way. Think, I think content will always be developed. But when I'm starting it, it's going to be developed based on my group. I love it. Yeah. So it's going to be very intuitively led. So mm, getting in on that is... The ground floor of programs oh. <laughs> is like where you want to be because here's the thing. People who are in the ground floor of my program, they just get access for life to all the good bits. That's it. Usually, Not that you have to do that. No, that's what But I'm like, you are like, you're the people who trusted me. I'm going right. to give you everything. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and that might change in the future. It might yeah, be 12 oh, it months. Has, of, it kind of has to for me, it will. Yeah. But you yeah. guys that stick with me and come in now... Mm. it's going to be, There's some you're going to get to see it change yeah. and grow and, you know, I'm excited plus for the introductory price is always nice. But. Intro pricing <laughs> is beautiful. And you know, what a beautiful example of like, here's Monica promoting her program that may not be fully developed, which is nope. something I encourage. So keep going. I basically have the name and the idea and I have like two modules. That's all you need. Named. Start promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's going to be awesome. And it's, 
going to start releasing. Um, I'm going to really start building it when I'm on my vacation, honestly. Mm. It's going to come out in August, so. Yay. Well, yeah. we will look for that. Go find Monica in all the places. I'm not just saying that because I'm her sister. Um, I am saying it because she's an amazing healer. She's actively um, developing in her gifts, just like we all are. And she's really coming into her own being and standing with it. And so I, we're going to see some amazing things from her. Okay, everybody, you know where to find me. Uh, if you're interested in the Spiritual Business Academy, my program, you can always find that at kaylalappin.com slash the Spiritual Business Academy. These conversations like we had today are the exact ones we have on coaching calls, the exact ones that we have in my Facebook group, the Spiritual Business Academy. And I encourage you to come find us there and hang out with me. Thank you. Thanks, Kayla. Yes, thank you, Monica. Bye. Bye.